Hello, everybody, and welcome back to OMB Reviews. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy and blessed Saturday. Happy and blessed Feast of St. Agnes. And welcome back to episode 407 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, where tonight we're going to talk a little bit about the Wednesday Raven Awards as the nominations... Uh, that are being accepted right now, uh, will be closed tomorrow. So if you still want to nominate films, we're still taking in raw nominations in all of the various categories. If you wish to submit your nominations for the best and worst of 2022, please check the pinned comment above for your access to the form. So far, 64 people have filled that out. Um, interesting that people tend to vote more once the nominees are actually out versus the actual nomination process. But hey... That's just sometimes the way that it goes. And so if you are someone that has saw uh, a few films in the year and you want to give some love to them, uh, please make sure to fill out that form when you can. Again, uh, it's going to be closing tomorrow evening. So that way on Monday, I can collect all of these things together, put them all together into a nice list and ballot. And then we can do uh, on Tuesday for the regular show, we will have the, the uh, Wednesday Raven Award nominations announced officially. So, with all that out of the way, I was just about to be not on time. Uh, again, I usually start around 59 instead of at 7 p.m. on the dot. However, I recognize that Rumble, for some reason, was not connected correctly. One of the big issues that I have with Rumble is that you have a actual profile, and then you have channels, and I, I just, I don't quite understand why it works the way that it does. It drives me nuts but it was streaming to the the user name that I have and not to the actual channel because you have to click it, you have to actually specify it, and it drives me absolutely nuts. But anyway, so we're going to talk about that tonight. We are also going to talk a little bit about the uh, Bob Iger situation because Bob Iger is back at Disney, of course, as we have known now for, for a few months, uh, for a little while. And now China is back in the box office picture. That's right. Did not take very long for Bob Iger to be able to work out some deals in order to get Black Panther and Ant-Man set to be released in that country. Interesting that once Bob Iger comes back in, they continue to once again kiss the China ring. And as we all remind ourselves, 25% of the Chinese box office actually goes to the studio, where 75% goes to the CCP which is the reason why I call out films like Avatar and all of the major Marvel releases and all of the major DC releases and any other major release that does dealings with China because they're giving that country millions upon millions of dollars. And by country, I don't really mean the people of the country, but the CCP. So anyway, with all of that being out of the way, let's go ahead and uh, jump into the chat. Before doing so, make sure you smash the like button, loud the fire button if you're watching on Odyssey, and smash the rumble button. And again, if you're watching on Rumble, uh, thank you if you... Notice that I was live on, on one part of the channels, but then not on the other. I, I don't know exactly how to handle that. But before getting into the live chat, we had some early donations. So first off, Low Watermark, thank you very much for the $10 donation via, uh, via sorry, the $10 super chat donation. Low Watermark, very much appreciate that, saying, love the opening music. Well, thank you. Thank you. I'm very glad I found that uh, music a few years ago, and uh, it's been it's been the theme song ever since for for the better part of almost four years now and uh yeah it was the purple planet music i think was the name of it it had a royalty free 
uh, stuff on it. And uh, ever since then, it's it's been it's been my theme song. I used to have outro credits, but for some reason, that one out of all of the songs ended up actually getting randomly hit with 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 copyright. Um, I guess Purple Planet had you know either gone under or had sold its rights to someone else. I don't know. Uh, but anyway, it just wasn't even worth having the battle, and so I ended up. Uh, just you know, getting rid of the outro all, all you know, all together as far as just you know the outro with music is concerned, um, and so. But thank you, yeah, I love I love the opening music too. Gets gets me hyped. Hopefully, it gets you hyped as well. So thank you very much. And then continuing on low watermark, he also donated via Streamlabs donation fifty dollars via Streamlabs donation. So low watermark, dude. Thank you so very much for the super chat for the donation via Streamlabs because Mama Susan don't get none of that Streamlabs donation. And for that, he just said, hail Odin. So thank you very much. Hail to you, low watermark. And thank you for being here. All right, let's get now into the chat itself. As I mentioned, please make sure that you vote uh, in this year's Wednesday Raven Awards, uh, that you're able to get your nominations in specifically for this year's Wednesday Raven Awards. Uh, Again, several categories to choose from. You have best movie of the year you can submit a film for, uh, the worst movie of the year, which we call the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Crap World Building, one of my favorite names. Most uh, most overlooked person, which we call our Lifetime Achievement Award. Best story for film. Best low budget film. Another one of my favorite categories. Underrated film. Overrated film of the year. Shill of the year. One that is always very fun to see. There are now that we've going you know going into what year four or five of this. Uh, there are several people that have been nominated several times. So it's always very fun to see. Uh, the people that get nominated and and uh, to talk about you know how at the Oscars every single year they always <laughs> they always say you know this person has been nominated five times without uh, without a victory, so uh, it, it's it's again it's a lot of fun and and also one this year that I think might actually uh, you know create some some interesting uh, nominations is most iconic film. Right. It's the film that I think, you know, that you think as you're nominating that you think will be remembered for years to come, because there's some films this year that I think may not be the best film or may not even be your favorite film. But I think people would have to recognize as being iconic. Like, obviously, people probably have Top Gun Maverick as being one of those films on their list. But I mean, I'm I've actually in my own head, I've actually thought about it. And I said, you know, part of me almost feels almost uh, compelled to to pick a film like What is a Woman? You know, because I honestly think that that is is one of the most important films to come out over the last decade, Um, a film that obviously will be remembered for years to come and also was so important when talking about all of the the gender ideology nonsense, you know. So, like, I don't know. I I feel like there's just a lot of different films that could fall into that. By the way, Tina B, I see you in the live chat. I don't know how long you're able to hang around for. So I wanted to make sure to shout you out uh, every single stream. Uh, we've been praying for you, and uh, people have been showing love. And uh, again, she's she's probably typing this out, but she she really can't see all that much as far as the tiny text is concerned. But hopefully, you can hear my voice, um, and just know that people love you. Everyone is saying to stay positive. Everyone is saying that they love you. And uh, yes, so again, I'll get to those chats in just a second. So we got Nearsighted Cyclops in the chat. Hail to you. Thanks for being here. Uh, Orange Hour Views says that he submitted his on Tuesday. Well, thank you very much, good sir. I appreciate it. Jay Roar, what's going on? Hail to you. Sherry Allen in the chat as well. Sandy, Sandy going to put their nominations in. By the way, uh, Orange Hour Views, congratulations on receiving The Wrench. Uh, Orange Hour Views is, is now officially a mod on the channel 
uh, since uh, Tina B, of course, is is recovering. And again, praying for you, Tina. And thank you so very much for continuing to uh, just to be awesome and positive and keeping us updated in the Discord server. Um, you're awesome. And also shout out to Stephanie B. We we announced this last time, but Stephanie B had uh, had told that she would not be able to continue on as a as a Valkyrie, continue to mod the channel because she has uh, work now on Saturdays, and obviously that comes first. You know, life and 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 uh, you know, career, all that all that stuff, right? We all recognize family comes first before anything else. It's God, family, and then of course job work. So um, with that. Needing a little bit of extra help again when times when when Laura, the modern major general of the channel, who's also here in the chat, any times that maybe she can't be on or she needs to leave or anything, I think it's good just to have some some extra help, some extra hands. Uh, so there might be one or two other people that I might be able to, to to mod as well, just to be able to be on the safe side on that front. Gary Banjo Sandwich Worthington, thank you very much for tagging, good sir. And again, if you have a comment or question, please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment at Odin. It lets me know that you're trying to get my attention. And Gary Banjo Sandwich says. Can can't stay up late. Got a time lapse to make for Chinese New Year 2023 Liverpool midday dropping a like. Well, thank you, Gary Banjo Sandwich, for stopping by. Good sir. Hello to all, says Bruce, dropping also the, the little snail, little snail emote. So, boom, there it is. These little emotes, as silly as they are, it's it's probably one of the few positive things that YouTube has actually done. <laughs> There's not a lot of kind things that, that I or others could say about YouTube. I would say that the best thing they have done are put these little weird uh, emote creatures in there. So uh, anyway, uh, again, Orange Chat, thank you very much for putting that. So yeah, if you indeed could please smash the like button, laugh, fire button, Aussie, smash the rumble button as well. And uh, yeah, also make sure you don't spam, be respectful of each other in the comments section as well. We are a family-friendly channel here. And yeah, put at O to the very beginning of your comment if you want to get my attention and have your comment or question read. All right, there is the first Tina B comment. It says, I don't know how well the voice text is going to work and I can't see any of your replies or comments anyway. So I'll just wish you a very good evening. Again, thank you very much, Tina, for that. I know uh, from talking to her that Stephanie B is no longer uh, uh, Marty because of her personal schedule, but I, uh, but I sent the best from her. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, again, because of her schedule, um, yeah, we did we did talk about that last stream. So thank you for sending those well wishes, and of course send our well wishes to to Stephanie, of course as well. Uh, G Mega seventy six, welcome back. Thank you very much for being here. There is the modern major general of the channel. Thank you very much for being here. Uh, only about a god, welcome back. Glad to see you back into the channel. Uh, Tina then said, I saw that someone I think texted my name, but it's all blur. I just saw my name. Uh, hi, White. Sorry, I can't read anything. Yeah, so again, if anyone is trying to comment, uh, again, I, I think that uh, she's about to head out, but for anyone who was trying to comment or text, this also extends to the Discord server, too. Please just know that, uh, again, she she really can't see as far as like, the actual text or reactions are concerned. Part of me is like, I wish that Discord or these other places had the ability to like make giant text, so that way people could see all the positive things that are being said. But just know, Tina, before you head out, uh, you are loved and uh, you are receiving uh, tons of love in the chat right now. So again, Tina, we are praying for you. Please, please, please continue in your recovery. All right, let's see. Fox, what is going on? Thank you for being here. It is the Feast of St. Agnes, who is a martyr, which is why we are rocking the red lighting. Father Christopher Miller, hail to you, Father. Just popping on. I only have 11 more hours to go. Yeah, absolutely, Father. Thank you again for, for representing 
uh, the March for Life this year. I've actually never been to the DC March for Life. We have one set for uh, for our area next weekend. Um, it's the second annual, the second time that we've actually done it. And I, I actually kind of, I, I, I'm going to be interested to hear, uh, and I hope that you do maybe like kind of a, a video breakdown for your channel of what it was like this year, because obviously with the Jackson, you know, the, the obviously Jackson decision, there is now just a new battle, right? There's a new war. There's a new, um, or rather uh, there's a new focus in the battle for life. So, um, I'd just be interested to see, to hear what the like sentiment on the ground was numbers being the same, like kind of focus of the speakers would be very interested to hear that. Uh, Master of Gaming, what's going on? Luke Zilla, welcome. Hail to you. Yeah, Father. Yeah, that's one thing. It's amazing that a multi-billion dollar corporation, right, which is YouTube, that something as simple as getting people to be able to tag on phones, you would think that they'd be able to do that, but for some reason they can't. Uh, Tina, when I said, anyway, I'm not going to stay on since I can't read anything the same. Like I said, I hope the voice attack works. I'm hanging in there trying to keep my brain occupied. Hey, again, you are absolutely doing very, very well. Super says, what is up, my dude? What's up, super anime, super anime gamer? Joey Horn, good evening to you. Lance Mala uh, says, good evening. Watch anything wrestling related. I've, I've been falling behind. I'm, I'm like about a week or so behind on AEW, uh, but I've been watching AEW Dynamite uh, specifically. I haven't been able to keep up with the rampages. There's just been too much stuff going on, but uh, yeah. Uh, Tina says, I'm going to nominate one of the worst directors of all time for Lifetime Achievement Award. Be sure to put your vote in for Neil Breen. He's absolutely terrible. <laughs> so why would you want him to get the Lifetime Achievement Award? Uh, hopefully you're gone now at this point because I know that you were trying to leave and, and obviously people were were, were were talking to you and stuff, but <laughs> why would you want to put one of the worst? But hey, people can nominate who they want to nominate. That's what's always amazing. Like when, when the nominations actually get you know, get out when, like when we actually have our list of nominees, when people say like, why did this person get nominated or why is this? It? It's like, well, if you wanted it to be different, then you, you should have put your voice in. I mean, it's been open for what a couple weeks now. I, I've tried to always, you know, I've tried to post it as often as I can on all the socials. Um, but you know, I can only do so much. That's why I, I put it into y'all's amazing hands. And uh, I can say uh, putting together some of the lists early just to kind of get an early reaction because there's some categories where I think even anyone who just has any just logical capacity is going to know that there's going to be certain films that are just going to get a certain amount of nominations in order to be able to be a nominee. Um, uh, you know, I'm not really... I think I'm not really spoiling much of anything, but I guess I'll give you all a bit of an insider scoop here. Uh, Top Gun Maverick will be nominated <laughs> nominated for several categories this year. Um, you know, it's it's and that's not really much of a spoiler or anything. Uh, but there are some other categories where because the nominations drop off a little bit and the numbers for certain films and the the spread on certain films and certain people, I honestly don't know. You know, speaking of the lifetime achievement, I don't know what I'm going to do with that category. Because everyone's nominations are so all over the place that, um, yeah, there's not a lot of people that have even more than one nomination. So that might be one where it might actually be more than more than five nominees because there are people that have gotten more than one nomination. So it, it might just be I include anyone with more than one unless there is a separation in the pack, right? There has been an extra like 10 nominees since the last time I really looked at the actual data. Um, but that's like one of the categories where I don't, I don't know what's going to happen. 
Um, and I'm sure there'll be other categories down the line that will be in the same. Jonah Winster says, Avatar 2 is nominated for all categories. Chancellor Odin, I love democracy. <laughs> yeah, and it's amazing. The people who have been so critical of me for my thoughts and commentary on Avatar 2, I haven't really seen them put their money where their mouth is, even though it doesn't cost you a dime to fill out the nomination form. Um, but apparently they they would rather spend the time, you know, putting disparaging comments and trolling and all that other thing than, you know, trying to, which I think would even be a bigger troll, you know, to try to impact some of the nominations uh, for for the Raven Awards. Uh Really hasn't happened in in the same in the same way that that I would have I would have thought. So, Abomination is now over on uh, Odyssey. By the way, it looks like I can indeed make someone a moderator. Boom! There we go. So, Abomination, since you're always here, good sir, you are now a moderator. I don't know what that allows you to do on Odyssey, but hey, there was one person I had to block at the very beginning because they put just an incredibly inappropriate comment. So, anyway, congratulations. We got Raffles, 7892, hanging out over on Rumble. Hail to you. Thank you very much for, for being here. And I still, I don't know, I don't know how to mod people on, on Rumble. I, I don't have the option show up for me. Um, so, I'll, I'll have to figure that out at some point, but... <laughs> uh, Gus, what is going on? Hail to you. What's going on, Gus? Thank you for being here. Says, sup? Football America. That's all that it said. So <laughs> I only bought a god to say, are you excited about John Wick 4? Yes. Probably my most anticipated film of the year. And I again I know I've said it already, but I am going to make I am going to make my best of 2022 list. I am going to make my worst of 2022 list. I'm going to make my box office breakdown for 2022 list and and also my most anticipated list. Um, but obviously, as you all know, with, with school and especially now with, with, a, with a toddler, uh, you know, timing and, and being able to be in the right headspace to be able to do those videos, it's just not as easy as it once was. Um, so by the way, oh, someone just, someone just submitted another response. I saw the number go up. Um, but I will be doing those at some point. And also, as I mentioned, one of the things holding up my best of list is, is because I really would like to see whale, um, but uh, still have not had the chance to do so. Tina says, I think I'm going to be listening to Dragnet on the radio. I'm in the level of big kidnapping case on the show. Don't want to miss it. Nice. Very, very cool. Uh, Tina that says, now vote for Neil Breen for Lifetime Achievement. You won't be sorry. Uh, you all take care of yourselves. And if you want dirt on Disney, I already know why. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> Abomination over on Odyssey Tag to say, oh, thank you. The world trembles in fear for the Pandora's box you just opened. <laughs> well, it is as long as you don't abuse it. As long as you don't abuse it. Ambrose Chamberpot, what's going on? Someone in type my name in, in caps Story can't see clearly, vision very low. Yeah, again, for those that were trying to talk to Tina, uh, can't really see those. Sir Lancelotto, what is going on? It's been a while. Glad to see you in the chat. Forever Sci-Fi, hail to you. Brian Barth, have I ever seen Patton? I've actually not. It's definitely on my interesting uh, list. Uh, Tina, continuing to try to... Um, <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? So... Uh, to lobby, you know, when lobbyists are trying to get people to, to vote a certain way. She's lobbying very hard for Neil Breen uh, for Lifetime Achievement. I, I, I would, <laughs> I would, I wouldn't say so, but hey, there it is. All right. 
I think that she was trying to get out. So I think I'll, I'll, I'll just try and skim over the comments just to make sure there's nothing else in there. Let's see. There we go. Tina says, Laura, I will leave you, uh, leave everything in your capable hands. I hope it won't be long until I come back and join you full time basis as usual. Boom. Absolutely. Tina. Absolutely. For sure. Um, only by to God says walk with Christ. Y'all need to vanish. I'll keep you in my prayers. Hey, absolutely. Um, uh, only about a God. Thank you again very much. You're awesome. All right. Let us see. Thank you very much for the salute there. General. Mother Major General. <laughs> Soul Assassin. Didn't know that Steph. Uh, wish her the best. Yeah, we mentioned it in the last stream, so I think some people may have missed that. Uh, but for those that did miss it, yeah, uh, Stephanie B is, is no longer going to be an active mod on the channel. And again, it's because she has work uh, to do. Um, she, uh, has a job and, and as I always say, as you all know that I always say, you know, family always, you know, comes first. So that's why I will cancel a stream, delay a stream when things are like that, you know, you know, anytime family's over or, or anything like that is going on. Uh, and you know, ultimately it's God, family, and then also job, right? So if there's something I have to do for, for my, for my full-time job, that's going to, you know, take precedent. I love I love Asgard and I love my Asgardian community and I and I love I love having fun with with YouTube but it it is not uh, not my full time job so for those that do hang out and and do have fun I appreciate y'all let us see let's see Tina says just know I love you all I think the best about me through all yeah absolutely we again have your back we have your back. <laughs> Orange Heimdall reviews. <laughs> oh man, no, I won't call you that because that, that then then people will get confused with the bot Heimdall. Uh, the old guard, what's going on? Thanks for being a member on the channel, Master Gaming. Do you think Bob Iger will release the Little Mermaid live action remake in China? I think he'll try to. Uh, again, I I think that at this point it is uh it's pretty clear that. When Bob Iger is in charge of of Disney, because we saw this throughout the entirety, really, of of his original run in charge of Disney, that they're willing to make deals. They're willing to change films. They're willing to give a CCP, a Communist Party-approved cut of of any of their films. For any film to play in China, it has to go through their censors. And so if any film plays there, that means... Things are going to get cut. Things are going to get changed. So I absolutely think, I absolutely think that that is something that really does need to, um, you know, continue to be talked about. And we'll, we'll probably jump into that just a little bit, uh, a little bit later on. Let's see. Kimberly G, what's going on? Welcome back. Glad to have you over here. And again, no matter what platform you're watching on, just please put at Odin at the very beginning of your comments. And lets me know you're trying to get my attention. And then that way I can highlight it if you're on YouTube and read it if you're on the other platforms. Kimberly G, no! No, don't do it! You are the chosen one! No! She's voting for Neil Breen. Uh, Laura says, I don't, I don't know why I didn't think about what is a woman for the Ravens. I know, right? That, like, that was one that was just popping into my head as I was, as I was thinking about the nominations. Because I, I, I'm, I have the form up. And uh, I might actually fill mine out live. I know that was an idea that was floated by by Laura, um, so I might actually fill mine out live. Um, but 
I'm, I'm still, I'm still, you know, thinking about it, but that was one that was coming into my mind because I was like, okay, like, you know, Top Gun Maverick, I think is going to get a lot of love in a lot of categories, but when I do think of films like What is a Woman, right, regardless of what anyone thinks about the whole Daily Wire thing, we're not really going to talk about that tonight. Um, if you want to hear my thoughts about the whole Daily Wire Crowder thing, check out the Salty Nerd Podcast YouTube channel. We did our Saturday, the, the Saturday morning, I was once again invited to do the Saturday, uh, the Salty Saturdays that we do um, every Saturday, and it's just a ton of fun, and we spend a good like hour or so on that topic, and I, I make very clear what, what I personally think. So if you want to hear my thoughts on that, check that out. And obviously, I, I mentioned some of my thoughts on Friday Night Tights last night, too. Um, but I have a lot more time to really just break down my thoughts and, and why I came to the conclusions that I did um, over there. So shout out to the Salty Nerd Podcast, of course, and for always having me on that channel. Let's see. Father says, I'm going to try to do a March video. I'll just say uh, good numbers, maybe down 10%. That's actually really, really good. Uh, you know, especially again with the fact that I could see how a lot of people would say, why, you know, why should we have to, you know, keep on marching if, if the main thing that we were trying to, to, to fight for is done? Again, the fact that, you know, even just 90% or so, or just a high percentage of people recognize that the battle is not just about what the Supreme Court says, but about what's actually going on, you know. Uh, Laura, thank you for posting the link to to that uh, to that stream from earlier. It was a lot of fun. Abomination, tag to say, he will try, yes, but I don't know how much self-censoring Iger can do. It's not like Ariel wears a mask for them to put on the posters or anything. I guess they can shrink Ariel on the poster like they did Finn. They Again, uh, who knows what they're going to be, who knows what they're going to do, who knows what things, because that's the other thing, too. It's like, there's obviously other deals behind the scenes. I would actually, you know, I, I doubt it's Freedom of Information Act worthy because it's not, you know, it's a private company making deals. But I would love to see whatever deal and whatever contract Disney has with China. I would actually really like to know, okay, we, we already know, right? It's already pretty well known in the industry about the 75, 25% split of box office revenue. But are there other things, right? Other than, of course, having it approved by the censors. But are there other things that are a part of this deal? You know, are there other things that are being brought into this? It's a big it's a big question that I think needs to be answered. Sol Zassa says, Neil Breen is cinematic treasure. His films are comedic gold. Uh, Forever Sci-Fi. Keep nominating Jeremy for show of the year. Yeah, Forever Sci-Fi is on that. He is he has been lobbying for uh, for Jeremy Griggs of Geeks and Gamers to be nominated for show of the year. Uh, <laughs> great woo to what's going on. Hail to you. Uh, Bruce is laughing at Tina being a Raven Awards troll. I appreciate it, though. It's fun. Again, that's what all this is about, right? It's, it's all about having fun. Uh, Orange Chat says, darn right. Uh, TGM Taco Maverick will be multiple nominations. That movie was pure entertainment. Absolutely. And that's why, as I said, you know, for, for anyone who hasn't voted yet, um, who's going to have that is as like your, your move, move best move of the year or, you know, other categories like it, I would say maybe think of other films for maybe films like most iconic, right? Because you know, it's going to be iconic. You know, it's going to be something that you're going to remember. Right. But are there other films, right? It's good to think outside of the box. It's not like the whole, you know, the concept of, you know, Oh, well, you know, the Oscar voters, sometimes they want to spread the wealth around. It's like, well, I just think that there's just so many good films that we just forgot came out that, and that's why I like, I love categories like the, uh, the best low budget film, because then you can't vote for those films that cost a lot of money and obviously got a lot of attention and everything like that. You, you actually do get to show appreciation for 
those films that cost a lot less money, but were also still really, really good. Forever Sci-Fi says, I nominated Beavis and Butthead for Animated Movie of the Year. That white privilege moment was one of the funniest scenes I've seen all year. Interesting, interesting. Uh, Laura says, for Lifetime Achievement, you could always use a lottery to narrow the field. Yeah, yeah, I've thought of, yeah, I mean, it, it uh, it's something where I either will have multiple nominations, um, like just more than five, depending on, it really just depends on what the final breakdown is, right? Because obviously there's still time, right? It's going to end tomorrow evening. Um, by evening, I mean probably somewhere around, you know, somewhere between 7 and 10 p.m. Eastern is when I'm going to just, you know, cut off uh, the taking and accepting of responses. And then I'm not actually going to break through any of the data probably until Monday so that I can get all that stuff ready for, for Tuesday. But, yeah, I mean, if it's if it's so evenly split that it's in just, you know, it becomes ridiculous where it's like 12 people who have two nominations each or something like that then yeah, I, I might have to just do a random lottery. Like basically how I how I choose winners in, in the giveaways section for anyone who is a Keeper of the Bifrost level member on the Discord, you know when, when I do the random, I use just, it's called like the, the wheel of names. And so literally I put people's names who have said, hey, I want to enter in for this giveaway, spin it. And that might just be the way I have to do it to, to try and keep it fair. And, you know, usually there are categories too where, you know, I am the person who is hosting obviously, and so there might be a situation where there might be like four movies that get nominated and I like having five usually in each category. So it might be like, oh, I think I'll just, you know, use my executive authority to add one extra one in there because, you know, ultimately that doesn't make much, you know, when it comes to the actual winners, there usually doesn't have like there's usually not that kind of situation. I think it was last year or two years ago. We had a very close tie and it was kind of crazy. Um, but luckily I, I don't ever have to worry about that in the future. Hamlin Burger said, did you ever see the movie, the outfit? It was great. Yes, I did. Shout out once again to Laura, to uh, shorty short, the modern major general, because she sent that one to me and she was like, I love this film and I think you would like it too. And I want you to see it. And I did. And I really liked it. That's another one of these just really well done little gems. Uh, Andrew Rede, what's going on, Andrew, says, Good day, just wanting to know your thoughts on the Winnie the Pooh Blood and Honey trailer. I haven't seen it yet, but the concept alone has me intrigued. It's one of those things where it's like, do I want to see Winnie the Pooh, a childhood character, you know, involved in a horror film with, with blood and guts and stuff? No, but I have to give kudos where kudos are due. I mean, think about it. Like, the, uh, the copyright goes away. Right, the 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 copyright over that property. They was it a Disney that let that just expire? So I, I so I have to just appreciate. I just have to be able to appreciate the fact that they picked that up and then came up with some, you know, innovative idea. I don't know. Souls asked Brandon Fraser for comeback of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to get a lot of nods for breakout star. Uh, we we do like a breakout. Um, that's one of the the categories that we have is breakthrough performance of the year. I think that, I think Brendan Fraser is going to get a lot of love for sure. Let's see. First half I says, I couldn't be a mod. I'd abuse the power just on principle. I'd want to see what would happen if you banished everyone from a stream. Oh yeah. Please don't ever. <laughs> okay. I'll have to make a note of that. Please don't ever mod forever sci-fi because he will just want to, you know, set the world ablaze and see how much, you know, fire he can create. Uh, Luke Zilla. Let's see. Tad to say, haven't been watching these last few streams because I've been on recovery mode after arm surgery. All is well. Well, happy to hear all is well now. Um, happy to hear you're recovering. 
Rob D says, hello, Odin. YouTube was giving me issues signing in. Oh, no. I'm sorry to hear that. For this channel, hope you're having a good night. Hope you're having a good night as well. I nominate the worst TV show, says Mark Oquist. Uh, we don't do, yeah, we don't do TV um, because then the categories would just be absolutely insane. So in order to keep uh, the categories at a, at a reasonable uh, amount and focus more so on TV, sorry, we, we, we focus the Ravens on movies mostly. And then there are categories that include uh, cultural commentators, which include mostly like movie commentators for Shill of the Year, NPC of the Year, things like that. Um, but that's about as far that, that's about as far removed from from film that we get because it is meant to be a, a boycott of the Oscars. So there has to be some crossover. But we have fun categories that are much better than what the Oscars have. Master Gaming says, "I was going to put Fort Love, Thor, Love, and Thunder." In the Kathleen Kennedy Ryan Johnson Award, uh, but I chose Doctor Strange and Multiverse of Madness instead. Well, I I will say I, you could probably expect those two to both get a lot of nominations. Uh, Hamilton Berger says Iger will release Black uh, Little Mermaid in China, with the minor compromise being that it will be. <laughs> that's not going to happen. I mean, I mean they're going to give an edit, but that's going to be the furthest thing that they that they do. Gus says, Did you watch Shad's? Most current video on the situation. Uh, no, I have not. Uh, I know that he did like a full breakdown of it, but I'm, I'm pretty set on on my... And and really, again, I don't want to go into that as much because I, I feel like I've already said a lot about it on a, another stream. And again, I, I would just encourage everyone to check out the Salty Morning stream I did uh, earlier on the Salty Nerd Podcast uh, channel. But uh, I, I think time ultimately will be what will tell us who was not even who was right and who was wrong because I think both are in the wrong in different ways. But I think to know fully the impact and to know fully like all the different factors that were going on. Uh, let's see. Um, Oh, okay. Sorry. Uh, Forever sci-fi says if Disney does play little mermaid in China, they'll probably put the brightness on full that I would say would, would be much more likely or at the very least the poster at the very least the poster. Harvey says, CBS is showing trailers for the new TV series, True Lies, Jamie Lee Curtis role. All right. Well, we're not really focused on that tonight, but uh, Sandy, Sandy, what's going on? Thank you again, Laura, for posting that link. Just another red shirt. Hail to you. Matt J. Uh, sorry, Matt R is in the chat. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Orange Chat says, my thoughts on the drama. I will quote my favorite destroyer guy. I'm not here to take sides. Yeah, it's a good place to be. Rob D says, I could see Jeremy making a video for winning Shill of the Year. This is what John Campio wishes he could win. <laughs> yeah, especially if he were if, if I were to tell him, one, if he did get nominated, and then two, if I told him, oh, by the way, John Campio has been nominated like X amount of years and has um I don't even really remember. Um I don't know if he's actually won or not. Let me see if I can uh pull up last year's Raven Awards to see shill of the year because he's 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 almost always been nominated yeah he was nominated last year he did not win last year kevin smith won uh so that was yeah that was awesome um i think i need to find the sheets because there are sheets that i made for my own viewing that actually broke down the number of nominations that someone ever received uh yeah so he got nominated the previous year as well and Kathleen Kennedy won. That was for the year 2020. Um, so <laughs> I'll have to go back. I'll have to go back and see if I can find the, if I can uh, 
if I can find the ones that have the breakdown of the number of nominations uh, in this category, because I'm pretty sure he's been nominated every year, and I don't know, and I don't remember if he's ever won. It'd be hilarious if that's the case. Forever Sci-Fi says, I tried not to nominate Top Gun because I figured it was already one getting in. Yeah, I mean, that's a pretty, it's a, it's a pretty smart strategy there. It's a pretty, pretty smart strategy. Uh, Bruce says, all my votes went to Top Gun 2 and not available. Yeah, and again, I know a lot of people were not able to, uh, were not able to see a lot of films this year. And so I understand that and respect it. That's why for the actual ballot, I do put the abstain option for people that uh, just want to support the films that they like and, um, and and don't have a dog in a fight in, in some other categories. Anyway, I just got this. So my older brother who who likes to talk politics with me, apparently, uh, so the DOJ apparently has seized more classified documents from Biden for after a 12-hour search. Okay, so his house has been raided? Is that is that what's going on? Is, is there finally been a raid or was it just a general search? <laughs> oh my goodness what a what a dumpster fire anyway bruce says some went to avatar 2 how dare you bruce unless it's the ones that i want it to be i'm kidding vote 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 your vote with your heart <laughs> soul assassin some mods just want to watch the stream burn exactly steve martin what is steve marvin sorry steve marvin what's going on Orange Hat says, I remember when Bob Iger was reported to come back as CEO and everyone thought it was a good thing. You don't cure cancer by putting cancer back in the body. Bob Iger is cancer. Well, here's the thing. It depends on what you mean by uh, that they thought it was going to be good, right? If people thought it was going to be good because somehow it was going to result in better movies, then I would say I don't know what in the world you're you're talking about. I would say that that that's a bit, you know, a bit silly. By the way, uh, apparently Megan, uh, the, the latest film, has been greenlit to have a sequel Megan 2.0 and it will get released in 2025 that is quite interesting uh, also Avatar 2 of course to no one's surprise is on the way to uh, 2 billion dollars um, once the numbers actually uh, update alright let's go ahead then and dive into uh, this story here and then the rest of the time we will spend on uh, the, the Raven Awards so uh, this is obviously so again thank you for bringing this up Orange Chat uh, so, as you can see here from Deadline, China, Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, Ant-Man, and the Wasp, Quantumania, secure February release dates, first Marvel movies in the market since 2019. Yes, since 2019. So, it's interesting to me just to think about when he left and what happened with the relationship with China and then when he comes back and what happened, right? It's been a long time coming, but it looks like China's unofficial ban on Marvel is lifting. Disney's Black Panther and Ant-Man have both secured release dates in China, ending a three-and-a-half-year period during which feature uh, movies featuring Marvel characters did not gain entry to the world's second-largest box office market. Marvel posted the news to its Weibo account. Check out the new Chinese posters for each of the films. I will also point this fact out because it also makes me remind me of this. It talks about specifically Marvel characters. This this needs to be reminded to every person. Top Gun Maverick this year, 1.4, almost 1.5 billion without China. You go back to Spider-Man No Way Home 2021, 1.9 billion not needing China. So it's it's already been made very apparent and clear that Hollywood can make a ton of money, net profits, 
on these movies without China. And so the fact that they're doing this is, is just so infuriating because it's not needed. And when you remind yourself that, oh, well, maybe they're doing it because they want to get all that money. And, but again, $200 million in China, you only keep 75%. You only keep 75% of that money. Sorry, sorry, I misspoke. You only speak, you only keep 25%. The CCP keeps 75% of that money. So you're talking there about you get $50 million from 200. So $200 million is what the film makes, and you as a studio only get $50 million of that. So you get a terrible return on investment, but maybe their mindset is, but the overall box office, the international box office, right, the worldwide, that number does not include all of the different cuts and takes. So is it that important for them to get that extra 100 or $200 million in their overall? Like, that, that's what the most infuriating thing is. Because look to Avatar. Avatar, without that movie, is still a $2 billion success. Even though the film hasn't even reached $2 billion yet, it's going to. It's going to end somewhere between 2 and 2.5 is what I think. And so I think that even without the $200 million it's made in China, it still would have made over $2 billion. And that, again, is that's what drives me nuts. That's what drives me crazy about all of this. And it's what is so infuriating about it. So this is Black Panther 2 was originally released elsewhere on November 22nd and will debut there. What is it going to do? How much money is it even going to make? I mean, th- that film, as it says, was released in November. It's going to be on streaming in many markets, I believe. So, okay, and I don't, re- I don't remember the first film doing too well there in comparison to others. I could be wrong on that, but, and then Ant-Man 3, okay, it might do okay, but it's not going to do Avatar-level numbers. <laughs> I mean, it's ridiculous. It says, in doing so, they become the first title feature Marvel characters in China since Sony Marvel's Spider-Man Far From Home in June of 2019 and Avengers Endgame earlier the same year. And by the way, I'm going to call out Sony because Sony is the distributor and has 75% stake in the partnerships that they do. So when they decided to release and were able to release their film Far From Home in China, screw you, Sony. But hey, at least No Way Home did not get a China release, and guess what? Didn't need it. This is a very significant turn of events, which may signal a shift in China's stance on the mega brand. We understand that this has been in the works for some time. Yeah, with Bob Iger. The Chinese box office was down an estimated 36% last year, reaching $4.3 billion, with only a few Hollywood films gaining entry. With 20th Century Studios' Avatar The Way of Water was granted a day-and-date release in December, it was the first studio movie to receive a prime spot in a long while. Though it got off to a slow start amid China ceasing its zero-COVID policy and concerns from the public about venturing out, it picked up speed and has now grossed $220 million. That is the other thing. They had that zero-COVID policy going forever. When did they finally lift it? The week before Avatar gets released. I'm not one for conspiracies. You all know, typically, I shy away from that kind of stuff. But... 
uh, something doesn't smell right with that. It's like, wait, you as a government, as as an authoritarian as authoritarian regime, have everyone locked down, but then a movie comes along that is going to get you millions of dollars, hundreds of millions of dollars. Again, the breakdown is about right at this point over 150 million dollars because of Avatar is going into the coffers of the Communist Party, and that's just from the movie. Are there other deals? Cameron, James Cameron talked about how the technology used for the movie, or at the very least for the, the showing of the film, either the showing of the film or, or behind the film, was developed in China, by China. So are they getting a cut from that too? Were there other deals that were being made in that process? Because I'll always call out. I'll always call out. These nonsense things. As we've previously reported, now that the 20th National Congress of the Chinese Communist Party... Yeah, give me a break about that, Congress. As well as 2021's 100th anniversary of the party are out of the way, we hear there's less fear within government agencies. This was a big issue. No one wanted to make decisions and be seen as doing anything wrong at a time of geopolitical uncertainty and uncertainty within China. The Marvel issue seemed to stem from cultural and political uh, sensitivities. Oh, yeah. Like, the Communist Party was afraid of losing power police. Uh, unless it was a, a military coup, in which case the same people are just in charge. I mean, get out of here. Amman Seagway, Amman the Wasp grossed $121 million in China in 2018. Black Panther did $105 million. So, as I said, they're not going to do Avatar numbers in China. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see where Ant-Man 3 ends up there. But remember... Disney's only going to get a certain percentage from that. And here apparently are the new tr- uh, the new posters. So as you can see, not really a whole lot of difference here for the the new Chinese poster for Black Panther. And then uh, for Quantumania, villain's pretty big. Kang, the character of Kang, pretty big there. Obviously, they are an ethno state and they are notorious for... <laughs> Showing signs of of their racist mentalities, but oh my goodness gracious, crazy crazy stuff. Someone else had mentioned in my comment section on another video about Eternals being a reason as to why it wouldn't have been there, but they again forgot Black Panther, uh, sorry Black Widow, Spider Man No Way Home, all got released prior to to those other films. So, or at the very least, again in different circumstances. So either way, I think to me, this raises questions about, okay, what kind of relationship does Bob Iger have with China? And ultimately what is this going to lead to in the long run? So anyway, that's where we are on that story. So let's go ahead and get back into the chat. Uh, we over on Odyssey said, which do you think of this? What do you think of the sequel of Megan being based on the amusing PG 13 version or original horror based rated R film? Uh, what do you think it's going to be? So I have not seen either version of it. My guess would be that since the rated R version is, I guess, I assume the rated R version is the original director's cut. So therefore any sequel is going to be based off of that. And I would not be surprised if they did the same thing again for that. Abomination said, I haven't seen Megan 1 or 2, but now there's going to be... A, sorry, I have not seen M1 again or M2 again, 
but now there's going to be an M4 again. Oh, I see what you did there. <laughs> silly, silly, silly man. All right, let me go back into the comments. King Kane Rumsky is hanging out over on Rumble. What's going on? Uh, thank you for tagging. He says, in what year do you predict AI will, will replace actors? Do you mean in part or completely? Um, in part, I, I could see within the next 10 years, completely, probably 20. But I know very little about AI technology and its advancements. So it is what it is. All right. Any other tags over there? Let's see. King and Rumsky tags say, my Christmas tree is still up and lights are on right now. Any problem with that? No, because Christmas does not officially end until February 2nd with the Feast of the Purification of Our Lady, Candlemas. So you absolutely can keep your Christmas decorations up. Uh, February 2nd is traditionally the day that you uh, you take it down. So, all right. Let's see. Keely Shao, tag to say, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. Wife's doing fine. Baby Thor doing fine as well. The only good thing about the Oscars is that world-class BSers Oscars drunk watch stream. Um, I would say the other thing is the Wednesday Raven Awards. Don't forget, we have the Wednesday Raven Awards going on when the Oscars are on. We don't go for the entire time because we, unlike the Oscars, do care about people's time and, and try not to, you know... <laughs> waste people's time with nonsense in between uh, awards and, and, and victories and, you know, the speeches and all that other nonsense. So we'll do about a 90-minute show. Sometimes I think we do, we try to do maybe a two, max two-and-a-half-hour show. We definitely don't go all the way through the entire Oscars because, Lord, that show's already long enough. But, uh, but yeah, I would say the, uh, the Ravens are, are the thing to look forward to. Uh, Hamilton Burger says, I support an Emmy boycott show. It should be named after some bird that is like a raven, but far less popular. <laughs> I don't think I would be able to just mentally handle that. The uh, the ravens already require a lot. Laura says, Campia can't win a raven because he is a loser. Boom. Her sci-fi. Shouldn't Campia and Grace Randolph just automatically be nominated? I mean, they, they usually are. I, I, again, um, I don't have the time to, to go back right now. But I'm pretty sure that both of them have either always been, always been nominated or at the very least in in most years are nominated. Yep, Orange Hat. That's again, my brother sent me an article and I, I had gotten a notification earlier but couldn't read it. Uh, but I could read the headline on the article my brother sent. Yeah, apparently there actually was a search done by the DOJ uh, and apparently 12 hours and there were more documents. <laughs> Bruce says, is it is... It is the ones you'd be happy with, Avatar 2. Oh, well, thank you, Bruce. That makes me that makes me very, very happy. Very sci-fi. Uh, Campia should get nominated every year, but never win. Ah, it's the cost of it's the cost of, of shilling, right? You you get recognized for your shilling, but you never win because you don't deserve to to have any type of victory. Victor Fontaine, what is going on? Cap Strong says Rumble just spazzed out. So yeah, uh, the the spazzing out would have been that I was on the wrong channel. Again, Rumble has this weird thing when you set up a live stream that you have your profile, but that's not the same as your channel. I, I wish I could just delete the Odin's Movie Blog one and just have the OMB Reviews one, but I don't know what... Again, Rumble's weird. Uh, so I, I canceled that one and then started the one up on OMB Reviews. So there is now a stream li live on uh, live on Rumble. It's just under OMB Reviews instead. 
Uh, Elizabeth Lyons, what's going on? Thank you for being here. Rob D says, 2019 box office will be what Disney, the movie theater industry, the film industry, and moviegoers will never see ever again in their lives. Uh, don't say that. Um, I would say uh, if you mean that they won't be as successful, I, I would say be careful with that because remember, and this word causes some triggers to, to, to be triggered. <laughs> so trigger warning for some. But there's a little thing called inflation. So I think that we will see numbers again like that. However, the numbers will mean something very different. Just like I've been saying, I think that you'll, you, you are still to this day seeing ticket sales being far less than what they were, right? Um, but yeah, I, I think that if you're looking at the actual number, like the actual total amount made, you will at some point see it again, but it's going to be because of inflation. Here in the Steadfast, what is going on? Welcome back. Master of Gaming, I have not seen Babylon yet. I, I've just, I've heard so many bad things from so many different people that I, I just, it's not been on the top of my list right now. The The film I want to see next is, is The Whale. General Winkster, oh, I see. When it comes to Iger, you'll talk about China all day. Yet Avatar 2 isn't even a flutter in the wind. I know, right? How dare I? You know, oh, oh, you, you, you're talking about Bob Iger. You're talking about Marvel. You don't talk about Avatar. When I, when I, again, when I was seeing those comments, I was like, okay, these are people that have not actually watched my videos. It's always great to be able to expose those people. It's like, okay, you don't watch my stuff, clearly. So just, just go away. And the words, the critical drinker, go away now. Go away now. Orange Hat says, the last few years have shown the world that the Chinese box office is it needed for billion-dollar blockbusters to be made? Absolutely. And I think one of the most impressive ones was, was Joker. I mean, a much smaller budget, rated R movie, making over a billion dollars without China. That is one of the most impressive feats. Super says, ton of money is not the most money. And Hollywood is devoid of principle. It's about relationships. And I'm sure China was ecstatic because they're allegedly facing economic collapse. Oh, yeah. Again. You have just seen Disney essentially give $125 million. No, sorry. More than that at this point. $150 plus million to the Chinese Communist Party with Avatar alone. And I mean, if you bring up Endgame from years ago, think about all the money that they made from that movie. Again, they get 75% of that, of that cut. Yeah, Elizabeth Lyons, absolutely, absolutely. I, I still want to see it as well. It's it's one of my uh, the, one of my most anticipated. Um, that I still really need to see. Uh, Elizabeth Lyons says, "I'm still excited for Cocaine Bear. That's my birthday weekend." Yeah, I mean, I am too. Uh, obviously, Elizabeth Banks as the director has me concerned, but the one caveat that I think could save it is the fact that she didn't write it. Um, and interestingly enough, a man wrote it. So the, the premise is interesting enough for me to maybe check it out, but Jeremiah Fair says, how much do you think Transformers will make? I don't think $1 billion, but who knows what garbage the international audience will eat up. Well, that's the thing. The international audience has almost always eaten up the Terminator, uh, sorry, not Terminator, The uh, has almost always eaten up the Transformers movies. So even though they were becoming less and less return on their investment, um, I mean, if they're able to, to have effective marketing and are able to kind of pitch it as a relaunch, you could absolutely still get a, a ton of money in that. But honestly, I have not looked into, have not looked that much into anything going on uh, for 
anything going on as far as Transformers because those movies just don't interest me. Olivia's Lion says, did they find Julian Sands? I don't know. Jer- uh, Jeremiah Ferris says, do you think Ant-Man will make more than Thor Love and Thunder? I personally think it will if it's good. Um, it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. I'm going to do a, a box office breakdown video tomorrow, but I am going to be doing a long-term forecasting because Box Office Pro does have early numbers out for what they think the final domestic for that movie will be. And it looks like it's going to be very, uh, very similar to other Ant-Man films. And those don't tend to do nearly as well as some of the others. So could it? Yes. Will it? uh, It's Ant-Man. I don't think it has nearly as much um, stake necessarily. So yes, indeed. Cannabis. Absolutely. So the lion says, I haven't watched the Oscars in over a decade. Yeah, it's been about that time for me too. Um, And again, I I used to be one of those persons. Uh, Maybe you've heard the site goldderby.com. I used to be on goldderby.com, putting in my own nominations, looking at them and following their trends and everything like that, following SAG, following the DGA, the PGA, and all these other award shows, knowing all the stats too. Um, Some of them still stick with me. Um, it's, It's almost impossible. I think there was finally an exception made. Was it last year or two years ago? Where if you don't get an editing nomination, the chances of you winning Best Picture are almost slim to none. But it's, uh, again, some of those things still stick in my brain. But all that stuff, I just, again, means absolutely nothing at this point. Because of how incredibly ideological they they have become. It's just awful. Uh, Laura says, someone on Twitter said the documents were from Biden's time as a senator. Oh, my goodness. Wow. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That is just, ugh. Jeremiah Fair. Well, the nominations right now, the same as the official votes of who wins. I'm going to fill it out after the stream on the Wednesday Raven Awards based on Adam's family. Okay, so... um. Based on, so basically, yeah. So the categories are the categories are going to be the same. So the only thing that you're doing right now, and that other people are doing right now, is you are submitting nominees, right? So let me go ahead and and switch over to this, and uh, I'll let the the chats build up a little bit before I do that. Let me check Rumble for one second. Uh, Raffles seventy eight says, "I know I am cap strong." <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. So let's head over then to my my window so here is the sample ballot right so i've got 67 responses so again thank y'all for the couple people that have uh filled it out and submitted uh since uh, since we have been live um and again it will be cut off tomorrow tomorrow evening somewhere between 8 and 10 p.m so try not to wait till last minute so you have again best movie of the year and if you want to fill it out you then would enter into, sorry, this is not the ballot. This is the ballot. So this is what you would see if you were to click on it, right? So if you want to have the email, um, first off, you do not have to be signed into an email address to fill this out, all right? If you do, it will save your progress and you can edit it after the fact. So that is something that is completely your choice, but you do not have to enter an email address in order to fill this out. As you, as you can see, it is not shared. I do not get your email address. Uh, it, it's not one of those things. So you just go down, right, and say, best movie 2022. It's like, okay, what do you think is the best movie of 2022? And, uh, you know, I'll go ahead and, and fill out a couple of these uh, categories. So I actually fill it out. This is my um, this is my letterbox account. So if you have a letterbox and want to follow me over there, letterbox.com slash OMB reviews. 
So this is the, the, the films I saw and where I put them. So let me go ahead and just go with the, the top rated ones I have. So The Outfit, really, really good film. Uh, I really like it a lot. I don't know if necessarily it's up there with like favorite of the year. Same thing with Father Stew. Everything All at Once is definitely up there for me uh, as one of my favorites that came out this past year uh, or last year. Top Gun Maverick has been at the top of my list for a very, very long time. But so has What is a Woman. Again, I think that that film is truly one of the most important films ever made, um, especially the last uh, 10 years. Bullet Train, also fantastic movie, as you all know. I'm a big, big fan of it. Uh, 13 Lives uh, is a film that I think not a lot of people saw and they really should have seen. Uh, Banshees of Anishirin as well, a movie that the second time over, really, really enjoyed it a lot. And uh, more recently, The Menu, fantastic movie. And Guillermo, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio also, just freaking phenomenal. Uh, but for this category, I think that I, I'm going to have to go Top Gun Maverick because, you know... And again, this doesn't mean that it's going to be my number one film of 2022. I still need to break down li- down that list. But when I think about like what is my favorite movie of the year, um, even though I do know that this film is going to get a lot of love in other categories, I, I just, again, really was a big fan of it. All right, so the next one. This is the Kathleen Kennedy and Ryan Johnson Award for Excellence in Crap World Building. So this category was created. Um, we, we actually, it was a brain trust, so... Years ago, before we started this, we were developing categories, and so we wanted to give a fun name to Worst Movie of the Year, and so this is what we came up with because, obviously, at the time, this was when uh, a lot of us were being brought together because of The Last Jedi, and so we thought it was an appropriate name for the Worst Movie of, of the Year. So, as it says, this prestigious award is for those movies that truly sucked in every single way. So, going back to my list, I go to... Some of the uh, lower films, so Violent Night, I did not like, not a fan, um, not the worst film of the year though. Avatar Way of Water, I hated this movie, hated it, but also I, I would have to say it- it's not a film that I, I would say is-, is my least favorite. Woman King, pretty bad, that's definitely a contender. 13 the Musical, yes. Now, I only watched this movie because I saw the... I saw the Broadway musical on Broadway, and it's a great musical. It it has great music, um, and it is a really interesting story about you know just a, a, you know a kid turning thirteen and entering into you know high school and and what type of life journey that is. And I when I saw that they had released this, I said, "Wait, they they made a version of this. They they made a live action rendition of this movie. What are you talking about?" And it was atrocious. It was atrocious. I don't go out of my way to watch bad movies. But when I was watching this film, I wanted to turn it off like every five seconds. So that to me is a heavy contender. Uh, Just having to remember that I watched that movie was pretty bad. Morbius. Morbius. Yeah, I mean, it's Morbin time. It's Morbin time. Bad. Awful. Fantastic Beast. Also just terrible. Ambulance. Oh my goodness. The... Cinematography on Ambulance alone is is worth just, you know, calling out. Moonfall, not very good. Not not the worst film of the year, but not very good. Jackass Forever, very bit disappointed. I, I liked some of the previous movies, but this one just, I don't know. It just felt very uninspired. All right, well, kind of going through that list. So Morbius is obviously up there as, as a contender. Obviously, you know, also Jurassic World Dominion sucked. Um, 
Let me try and think, though. 13 is definitely a top one on my list. And you all know that I definitely hate Avatar Wave Water. But yeah, I'm going to, again, I'm going to be fair here. 13, the musical. That, that, is, my, that is my pick for, for worst <laughs> film of, uh, of the year. I, again, there are plenty of other films, right? There are plenty of other films that um, are definitely bad. But of the films I saw, that is a movie I just could not stand. All right, Lifetime Achievement Award, Most Overlooked Person. I included the previous winners, and it's interesting because some people included Keanu Reeves. It's like, you can't win this, and I guess maybe people don't recognize this. I included the previous winners because you can't win this one more than once. Once you've won, you know, it's 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 there. So, you know, Stan Lee's won, Keanu Reeves has won, Kurt Russell has won, Willem Dafoe has won as well. Uh, this one's always a tougher one because I always feel like I need to go through and think about, okay, you know, who are some people maybe who've, who've passed away this year? Who are some people that, um, you know, that I think don't get as much, uh, love and attention as, as I think that they should. And, uh, Hmm. Let me think back to the films that I watched this year. Let me think. Oh man, because again, there were some really good films. There were some uh, really, really good films, and I think a lot of people get attention. Oh, you know, okay, I got one. I got one. I got one. I got one. Because he is recognized somewhat, but I, I just don't think he's given a lot of attention these days. Um, so I'm gonna go with kind of a maybe it's a left field one. I'm gonna go with Ray Fiennes. I think that that dude is great. Ray Fiennes, phenomenal, phenomenal in the menu. Like he he makes that movie, and there's a lot of great performances in that film, but yeah, Ray Fiennes I think is definitely a, a, again an overlooked person for sure, right? Because again, there's other names that I see people put in there, and it's people who's like, okay, but I think people I, I think the people sometimes that are mentioned, it's like no, these are people who are recognized, who 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 are loved. Like for for instance, if someone put like Betty White last year, it's like, well, you know, everyone loves Betty White, everyone knows you know and talks about Betty White. Um, but Ray Fiennes, I, I think, just is definitely someone who gets overlooked. So that's going to be my my choice there. Uh, best story in film. All right, best story in film. I'm going to go. Mm, oh, wait a minute. Okay, let me think about this one. I love the way the menu unfolds. I love the the way that it's it's basically for those that have not seen it. It 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 breaks down by courses. So each course is an is the next like layer of the movie unfolding, and it's really really clever. So I like that one. Banshees of Anishirin has also a really really well done story as well. Um, Bullet Train's fun. I wouldn't say it's the best story. It's it's not necessarily something all that you know original. Top Gun Maverick again, great film, but it, it it's again not not too revolutionary of a story. Um. Everything, oh, everything ever all at once is just a lot of fun. Really like that one a lot. Oh man, I think I'm stuck right now between. I think I'm stuck between Banshees, and the menu. So, hmm. Best story in film. I'm gonna go with. I'm gonna go with the menu. That story really made that movie for me too. The way it unfolded, I thought 
it was very real. I thought it was just, again, a very, very well done film. Right, I'll do this category and then we'll go back into the chat and see what y'all's thoughts are. Best low budget movie of the year. Movies made for less than $30 million. Oh, man. All right. So for this one, I'm actually going to switch back for a second because, as I said, I did start to um, look into some early results just to get an early idea of of where films, of where some of the films were. And um, so I started filling out like a ballot just to get, again, for the films that had like overwhelmingly like 20 votes, it's like, okay, this film's going to be in no matter what. So I started to, you know, formulate a, let's see. I started to formulate an early ballot. So let me see if I can find the ballot. Because I started to also put, because this is the one that always gets me because of the amount of money each film each film cost. So let's see. Mm-mm-mm. Okay. All right. So I got that information now, and now I can go back here and now I can I can share this over with y'all. All right. So the menu was a film that did not cost a whole lot of money. Uh, so that that's a that's a low budget film. That, that is definitely on the list. Uh, Everything Everywhere All at Once is also on that list. And uh, yeah, I think I'm going to show some, I think I'm going to show, show some love for this one. So best low budget film. I think what they're able to do in this movie for the amount of money that they spent on it is just really, really impressive. So yeah, that's what I'm going to do. I'm, that's what, that's what I'm put for, for best low budget film of the year. All right. So that's my initial ballot so far. And I'm sure that y'all have some uh, some thoughts about it. So let's dive into the chat. We over on Odyssey says AMC Theaters has an has Oreo popcorn. Are you going to give it a, a taste? Um, that sounds new and it sounds delightful. So I might, I very well might do that. Let's see over on Rumble, no tags yet. Again, comment a question on any platform. Just put at Odin at the very beginning of your comment to let me know that you're trying to get my attention. All right, let's head back over to YouTube and see the last time. Let's see. Elizabeth Lyons says, Oscars have become complete left-wing circle jerk. Pardon my language. No, you're absolutely right, though, Elizabeth Lyons. Absolutely right. Rob D says, I watched the Oscars once, 2011. Terrible year overall for movies. Went uh, When the artists won, I knew the Oscars weren't for me. Well, I would actually say it's not a terrible year for the Oscars um, because I actually really did enjoy the artists. I thought the artist was really um, very creative and, and a lot of fun. Was it the best movie of the year? I don't remember what my favorite film of that year was, but um, yeah, actually, you know what? Let me see if I can. Do I? I did not go back. I did not go back that far. So I have all. I have a bunch, a lot of reviews and stuff um, of the films that I watched in any given year, and it goes as far back as 2012. So I have not yet been able to 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 get that far. Let's see, Hardwick says, 2011 is my favorite year for movies. Uh, the Artists, Captain America, Haywire. Haywire was fantastic, so yeah, I'll definitely give credit there. First Captain America, I actually did not like the first Captain America all that much. Uh, first Thor, I actually really liked the first Thor. Tin Tin, I thought that was overrated. Uh, War Horse, uh, it was hard for me to get into that one. It was well made, but it was hard for me to get into that one. So it was a good year for movies, but not anything crazy. Uh, Jeremiah Fair says, you don't have to comment, but what do you think of... Yeah, so I mentioned that early in the stream. If you want to have, if you want to hear my full thoughts or, or more full thoughts on it, I did actually stream earlier today with the Salty Nerd podcast, 
And um, so that that live stream is still available on their channel. So go check that out if you want my thoughts on it. Uh, let's see. Hardwick says, I just remembered that Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol was also 2011. That, that was a good one for sure. That that might actually one of my that might be my favorite of the newer um, of the newer films. Elizabeth Lyons liked a final. I know and I know a lot of people liked the movie. I to me it was just so on the nose in your face. It just wasn't funny. Like it was supposed to be funny and all I saw were a bunch of people trying way too hard both on screen and off screen <laughs> off screen with the writing that I just thought okay, all of this is predictable. None of this is actually all that funny. And I was just, I was left a lot to be desired. Not a lot of good. Uh, Justin Redshirt says, how lucky was I that I never saw any of these? <laughs> uh, let's see. Laura says, Moonfall wasn't even a good, bad movie. You're right. You're absolutely right. Let's see. Dankula, Dankulka says, do you think Avatar will beat Titanic? And with Titanic being re-released, could we see back-to-back race between no because again i'm gonna compare it with the adjusted for inflation amount that's the only fair way to do an actual comparison of those two films so no i don't yes please go see banshees of nishran for sure definitely go see banshees of nishran it's it's fantastic uh jeremiah fair says should you vote for a movie you haven't seen like bros but i have to go with it's mormon time see that again i i will not vote for films that i've not seen Right, because there are films that I know are bad because of all the things that have been said about them. But um, when it comes to something like this, I'm only going to vote for the things that I've actually seen. And that's why I recognize that some people only see a couple of films a year, and so I give that option to put in, you know, not applicable uh, for for this and for the other categories. Elizabeth Lyons says, "I've been going back to watch older films. Untouchables, great movie. Uh, Dance with the Wolves, Starman. I think a lot of people have." I think a lot of people, and even theaters have. Theaters have been putting out older films as well. Harwick says, Drive and Lincoln Lawyer were 2011 films too. Drive was great. Drive is a film that you need to see. For me, I needed to see it more than once. So, Laura says, Fines is great in The English Patient. Never seen it, actually. Dan Crane, what's going on? Says, just got in from officiating wrestling tournament. Good to hear. Uh, good to be here with friends. Well, hopefully the tournament went well, and, and hopefully everyone uh, is is safe. No one got hurt. Elizabeth Lyon says he was scary in Schindler's List. Yes. Oh, for sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Serenity's like, you make me research. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. That's also why I gave a lot of time uh, for people to be able to, to fill out their ballots. Let's see. Uh, Laura says, my favorite course in the menu was Tyler's Bull. Yes, Laura. That's such a great part. Yes, yes, yes. As soon as that title came up on the screen, too, I was like, oh, yes, now it's getting good. Um, oh, it has a, oh, Matt R., I agree. Trust me. Banshees has a great story, and that's why I was very tempted to to put that one. Um, and who knows, right? If I'm, because I'm going to, for the ones that are nominated for best, I'm going to rewatch those again Um uh, if I have them and and if I actually like them, um, because I do want to try and get a a firm grasp on just how much staying power the films have, just just how much I enjoyed any given film. Uh, because yeah, there are so many. Yeah, you're right. There are so the behind the scenes on the movie are really interesting. 
And actually, I need to dive further into those behind the scenes now that I have the Blu-ray too. Uh, I forgot about Bullet Train, uh, Bullet Train altogether. Boo! It's so good, so good. Oh yeah, Banshees absolutely is definitely a a film that uh, could definitely be going. Uh, my mind is going. Bruce, stop being old, says General Wingster. <laughs> I thought I thought when you had said that that you meant like you found it to be forgettable, which again it's not original necessarily, uh, but it's fun. Leslie Tarkin, Tarkin. Leslie Tarkin, what's going on? Welcome. Welcome back. Harvey says, I heard it two years ago that they'd keep uh, him in office until January 20th this year, so his replacement can serve less than... Uh, again, who knows what's going to happen with that. I, I think that if you want to read into those types of things, you, you could definitely see the wheels turning there. Um, but at the same time, too, do they want to risk that type of turmoil especially if if he's not willing to to, to concede anything. I, I think, especially when you're dealing with someone who clearly has mental decline, I don't know if they're going to be able to have it be as, as clean as, as they would like it to be, you know? Because if they end up having to, like, remove him from office using, um, you know, using one of the amendments, it just, uh, that would be really, I don't think they would, I, I don't think they go that route, personally. Could be wrong, but Master Gaming says Paramount Universal had the most successful year in 2022. Yeah, I mean, I will have to break down the numbers officially on that because I look at total cost, right, which includes the the standard marketing and then actual total return on investment. And it's usually interesting. I, I think I have up on the website. If you go to my website and you, yeah, yeah, yeah. So let me try and show y'all. So if you go to my website, box office tracking, if you click, so if you click on this, it'll show you the active tracking chart if you click on 2021 it'll actually bring up the uh charting that i did and uh broke down so i'm gonna do this for 2022 as well as that's loading up so as you can see i actually have it broken down by studio so this was the actual total box office and then i broke down each individual studio as well so for instance warner brothers this was uh yeah this, this was in 2021. Warner Brothers, when everything was taken into account, was an $888 million loss. Now, again, this was the box office as of the end of 2021. So some of these numbers, numbers may have changed. Um, but these were the two biggest losers were Warner Brothers and Disney. Um, because Disney was about a $260 million loss uh, there. 20th century, right? This one's a tough one to say, right? How much of that is actually lost by Disney you know, because of, of the acquisition, but that one was also in the red Lionsgate, uh, actually ended up being, uh, 89 million in the red as well. MGM owned by Amazon was 74 million open road, 72 million paramount last year was a, uh, $59 million in the red universal. As you can see, had a ton of releases that year ended up being 26 million in the red a 24, didn't have a whole lot, 11 million in the red. And then Sony, Sony was the only film in the black in 2021. And uh, it's uh, because actually, not not just because of, of uh, Spider-Man No Way Home, but also because of films like Venom 2. Like Venom 2, as bad as that film was, made $133 million in profit. And they only had two uh, busts. Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City, and... Uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife, as of the recording, as of that charting, actually was a uh, financial loss. So, yeah. 
but they were the only studio in the black. So I'm going to do a similar breakdown um, for 2022 as well. But if you wanted to look at that and uh, check that out, you you can check that out on the website. As you can see, it takes a while, so that's why I'm, I'm you know. General Wester says, hitting the showers. Good night. Good night to you. Yeah, we've got about 11 minutes left, so I might fill out a couple more categories before calling it a night. Uh, let's see. Your average Patriot nerd, what's going on? Jer- Jeremiah says, I'm sad. Crappy Avatar beat No Way Home, but it did not beat it without China numbers yet. Um, and again, but here's the thing, though. I will say, Jeremiah Fair, I would not be surprised if it does beat it. However, we do also, because those are so close together, there's a question about will inflation, you know, turn the tide on that one? I don't know. Soul's Assassin, Anya Taylor-Joy still freaks me out. She's awesome. I love her. She's one of the... F- She's one of my favorite working actresses, just based on her 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 capacity as an actress. Rob D, time to say Warner Brothers definitely gets the Lost Leader Award for 2022. I honestly think they're be, uh, betting against themselves at this point. DC is failing Harry Potter Wizard. Oh yeah, I again, the two studios that were the some of the biggest losers last year were Warner Brothers and Disney, and I would not be surprised if both are up there again. The only saving grace that Disney might have to not be the second or even third worst performing studio is the profits that they're getting from, from avatar. But, but it depends again on who you believe. Do you believe the studio saying the film costs 400 to $460 million? Or do you believe James Cameron who said when the film was still at 1.5 billion? Oh yeah. We're a few days away from breaking even. Depends on who you want to believe. My chart goes based off of what the studio says, but yeah, no one, no one wants her as VP. That's for sure. Uh, Laura, you have a good evening. Thanks, thanks for being here, Kimberly G. I get it. Michael Madsen freaks me out, and John Malkovich. Yeah, Malkovich, I can understand for sure. Mads Mikkelsen, someone says, freaks them out. <laughs> oh, for sure. I absolutely, I absolutely think that that's a that's a fair point. <laughs> Oh, man. All right. Check in over on uh, the other platforms. Uh, King Kane Rumsky says, best low-budget movie of the year, Avatar 2. Oh, yeah, sure. <laughs> King Kane Rumsky. You troll. You troll. Yeah. It's like, maybe you should have a uh, best uh, big-budget movie. It has to have cost over $200 million. And make people force force to have to vote for vote positively for for a a marvel avatar or <laughs> nope not not gonna happen no thank you all right so uh yeah let me go back I'm, I'm gonna vote for a couple more categories and uh then we're uh gonna le- read some last minute comments and then head out all right worst remake reboot sequel prequel of the year all remakes are essentially unnecessary, but this one is truly awful. So this one has expanded out, right? It used to be worse remake, but then there was always confusion over the nuance of remake over reboots, etc. So I decided just to have any film that is a remake, reboot, sequel, or prequel is included for this category. Kind of it, it opens it up quite a bit, right? Um, so let me let me try and see what films we had that would have been a sequel or reboot so jackass forever was not good um definitely not not fun the batman i know some people like that film i wasn't a big fan definitely not the worst though so i'm gonna pass that one. Ooh, okay fantastic beast that is on my radar fantastic beast 
That was a garbage, garbage movie. Doctor Strange, also garbage movie. Jurassic World Dominion, also pretty bad. Thor Love and Thunder, also pretty bad. Um, Let's see. Prey, again, was a big surprise, actually, for me. It was not nearly as bad as it should have been. Um, I'm trying to think of others that are either reboots or sequels etc black panther wakanda forever oh that, ugh, black panther was pretty bad too oh an avatar oh no oh my goodness gracious oh this is a tough one for me i'm mm, i'm actually gonna go fantastic beast on this one i know some people are gonna be like i thought you would have gone uh avatar on all these categories but remember i don't go out of my way to watch bad movies um but i do watch movies and Fantastic Beasts, Secrets of Dumbledore only exist, and I firmly believe this, it only exists because she wanted to make officially canon that Dumbledore was gay. So, I, I just, yeah. Avatar's bad, and the Marvel films are bad too, but man, Fantastic Beast is just, ugh, ugh. Uh, best pointless remake uh, of the year. This this one's easy. This one's very very easy. Pinocchio, Del Toro. If you have not seen the uh, Benicio del Toro version of Pinocchio, do yourself a favor and watch it. It is phenomenal. It is so so good. This one's probably gonna get uh, my nomination for best animated film too because it's stop motion animation. It took them like. I forgot how many days they said. But let's just say it took them a long time to make the film. It looks great. It it, it looks phenomenal, and it's to the, to the to the more traditional story. Kudos go to some of the best voice acting in that movie. Is Christoph Waltz as as one of the bad guys? Oh, so good. Uh, most underrated film of the year. Let me. Uh, I'll probably end with underrated and overrated before. Uh, wrapping up the chat. So let's see. Most underrated, overrated. So this one's always a tricky one, right? Because to me, you can justify an overrated film if you feel like critics are giving it a high rating or if you feel like audiences are giving it a high rating. Um, so let's see. I think Avatar is overrated because, again, the audience ratings for those for that movie is is way too, way too high. For what it is. So that one's pretty up there. Obviously there's a ton of these. That 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 critics gave higher scores to. Like again I think Black Panther. Woman King. Oh Woman King. Oh that one's up there. Oh no. Woman King versus Avatar. For most overrated movie of the year. <laughs> I think that might actually have to be. Uh, on, on that list for me. I'm trying to think about other films. That actually were really overrated. Um. Oh yeah, yeah. Those those are really the two. Those are really the two that I think are overrated. So, oh my goodness, Woman King or Avatar? Okay, just because I know it's gonna try, I just know it's gonna it's gonna trigger some people. I'm gonna go Avatar. And it's specifically, it's specifically because Jeremy overrated that film so much. So. <laughs> Screw you, Avatar. All right, and then most underrated film of the year. Film 
Again, for this one, it could be either that critics were not big fans of it or audiences just didn't go and and watch it. I would say Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I think that's an underrated film. Banshees is getting its praise. So, again, I love Banshees and Eastern, but it's definitely getting its praise. Oh, actually, no. I already, I already know. I already know. This is a movie. Most of you probably have not seen this movie. And I would actually say watch it. Yes, it is a Ron Howard movie. But I think the drama and the way the film plays out is so effective. It, I didn't know much about the story. It's based off of a true story. But 13 Lives, absolutely, hands down, I think, I think that is the most underrated film uh, of this year. No, no doubt in my mind. So 13 Lives. Again, highly recommended if you have not seen it. Uh, 13 Lives, definitely uh, underrated film. And Avatar Wave Water, again, there's other films that could be on that list, too. Uh, some people are mentioning Glass Onion, um, and I actually did see that movie, unfortunately. Um, I don't know why it wasn't showing up, or maybe it was in the rating. That movie also is, is, incredibly, un- is, is incredibly overrated. Uh, but, yeah, again, overrated. Avatar, to me, is getting so... Let's just be honest here. Avatar is getting so many more people to say saying things about it. That's why it's and and here's the other thing too, right? I have room for most critically. Oh, actually, you know what? Because because you all you are all here. Yeah, most critically acclaimed piece of garbage film. I'm gonna put Glass Onion there because that film got so much praise. Um, Show of the year. <laughs> I'm putting Jeremy people. I'm putting Jeremy Avatar for his take on Avatar. He's getting he's getting he's getting my nomination there. All right, I'm gonna Okay, now now I'm gonna end it there. Now I'm gonna end it there. But anyway, that is the way uh you fill out the ballot, right? So you just go by the categories. Some of them are easier than others, right? Uh but <laughs> I know forever sci-fi is happy with that last one. Um so but yeah, if if again if you have not yet submitted your nomination, uh, please go ahead and do so. Again, you have until tomorrow evening to be able to to do that. Uh, again, check out the pinned comment if you want to have access to that. Also, um, that trigger should cause Heimdall to post the um, to post the link. There it is. So again, submit your nominations. They will be closed tomorrow evening. So please do make sure that you get your votes in as soon as you possibly can. Um, also, please do make sure that you are paying attention to Tuesday because Tuesday's show, uh, Tuesday's live stream, we will announce the official nominations for this year's Wednesday Raven Awards, and probably uh, you know that will be the crux of the show. We'll probably talk about some other things uh, as well. But let me just see uh, some last comments here. Um, King Hand Rumsky over on, on Rumble said, will you ever incorporate streaming with your movie awards? For example, worst remake could be The Rings of Power or Willow. So again, that's TV. So streaming shows that that's TV. So I, I won't incorporate it into the Ravens because Ravens are, are movie specific. And this already takes enough time and mental energy for me. And since they're not too far away from each other as far as time of year, I don't think I could mentally handle it at this point in time, personally. So, uh, so no, that, I, I don't plan on doing that. Uh, but I do support people uh, who, who want to create something similar, uh, for sure. All right. 
Let's get to the last comments here on YouTube. I don't see any tags over on Odyssey. So again, much love to the Rumble and Odyssey fam. Jeremiah Ferris says, the Fast 10 trailer is coming before the Super Bowl. I think the movie will be hot trash. I mean, if it's any, if it's similar to any of the other things that we've gotten uh, from them recently, yes, I would agree with that. Uh, Crisco says, Disney Plus, uh, I'm sorry, Pinocchio Disney Plus for worst remake. Didn't watch it. I don't want to see it. So you very well could be right, but I haven't seen it, so I can't vote for that one. I can vote for the ones that that I have seen, though. Your average picture nerd says the Batman was a seven for me. Jeremy Ferris says I think you overhate Black Panther: Wakanda Forever. I liked it; it wasn't amazing, but I thought it was good. Overhate, overhate? No, I hate it just the amount of just the amount that it deserves to be because it's not good. Superman Gamer says I forgot Fantastic Beasts even happened. I voted Jurassic World. Hey, I, that's a good one to choose, though. It's a, it's a fair it's a, that's a fair fair assessment Remember sci-fi the hardworks game will do really well though that should help the fan tra- franchise yeah i mean i don't have a ps5 but i have a wii and and my wife is a huge harry potter fan she knows nothing about this controversy but she knows enough about the game to say oh yeah that actually might be something that i want to play jeremiah fair said i wish i could vote she hulk in every bad category for horrible writing and again if we were doing tv that would be the case but yeah Great Wood says, is 13 Lives the sequel to 13 the Musical? No, it is not. It is definitely not. No association, and thank goodness for that. Thank goodness. Some people thought the choices were good. Again, Forever Sci-Fi is happy about the Jeremy nod there. <laughs> Kimberly J says, I'll vote for Jeremy. Boom. <laughs> I think, I think, I think Jeremy, Forever Sci-Fi, I think that I think that your um your lobbying might actually result in Jeremy being nominated. However, however, I, I haven't decided how, because he's actually been nominated for a couple of different reasons for a couple. So I don't know if I'm going to count those as being equal or if it's only going to be for a specific thing. I don't know. I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. Again, a lot can happen between now and tomorrow. Harvick says, I think you might gain a new appreciation for Captain America if you watch <laughs> the Rocketeer. I know, I know, I know, I know, I know I need to watch the Rocketeer, man, but Come on. Come on, brother. Jeremiah Ferris has just voted for Jeremy. My campaign is working, says Forever Sci-Fi. Oh, man. We'll, we'll see. We shall see. <laughs> oh, my goodness gracious. But anyway, thank you, everyone. So for those that have voted, thank you. Uh, it really does, uh, again, mean uh, a lot. Um, and again, if you want to vote, please check out uh, my social media. You can find the link there. Uh, Rumble doesn't let me post links that are hyperlinks for some reason. So that's why I will not post it uh, there. But if you are over on, actually, I'll still try and post it, but I can't guarantee that's going to show up correctly there. So again, if you just copy the link on Rumble and and uh, and paste it over, you should be able to get there. But it's also on my social media platforms as well. If you're on Odyssey, it should create a hyperlink. So again, submit your nominations. Uh, click on that. As I said, it does not collect emails you do not have to have an email or be signed into it at all um for anything like that yeah uh, rob d says jeremy's gonna take it for the 2023 awards for mario movie yes so some people i think already preemptively uh nominated him for his mario take uh and and so yeah i think that that definitely could be the case there yeah northman i know is is probably gonna get a lot of love there harwick says i nominated jurassic world dominion for Johnson Kennedy world bidding. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's well deserving of worst film of the year. Again, most of the films that are getting nominated, I think are deserving. It's just 
ultimately comes down to like what is the breaking point for you right um so so anyway with all that being said thank you all so very much for for being still don't know how eternals won critically acclaimed garbage last year no critics liked it yeah well again rom d that is ultimately though why this process this this part of the process is so important right the fact that it got nominated the fact that people voted for it um and i did have an abstain option too right so i think that people voted for it uh simply because they um they knew enough about the film or disliked the film enough to to want to vote for it whereas the other films that did get nominated that probably deserved it more as far as just the actual category is concerned may have done it a little bit better but uh, again, I can only do so much. I, I try to let the will of the people go as far as I possibly can. Big Worm says family went to see Plane and loved it. Might be uh, might be all Jeremy in that category, just different movies as forever sci-fi. I don't think it'll be that much because there are definitely a, a lot of other people who are going to be. Again, Campia is is for sure going to get nominated. I'm, I'm confident of it because every year it happens. Uh, Grace Randolph is usually the same too. Um, but yeah, anyway, so please make sure you vote and make sure you stay tuned to the channel. Have the bell, bell notification on that way. That way you know every time a video or live stream goes on the channel. I can't ever say that fast. I always like saying it fast, but I can't ever always get it out of my mouth quick enough. Anyway, so on Tuesday, Tuesday evening for our uh, chosen, sorry, Tuesday for our Welcome to Asgard podcast, it will be releasing the nominations so the oscar nominations those are getting released in the in the morning patui i spit at you oscars there are probably going to be some good films that get recognized but the oscars mean so little that it doesn't even matter anymore so please make sure that you stay tuned tuesday evening as we will announce officially what the nominations are we can talk about them we can debate over whether they should have gotten nominated or not whether people understood the categories or not but again this is why y'all's vote Y'all's nominations truly matter. So, again, if you uh, want to make sure that the best and worst of 2022 gets in there, the only way that you can secure that is by voting or by doing what Forever Sci-Fi is doing, which is campaigning <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and lobbying for, for, for votes in certain categories. So, anyway... With all that being said, thank you all so very much for being here this evening. I hope you all have a wonderful rest of your Saturday, a blessed, blessed epiphany season, and uh, a blessed feast of St. Agnes, and of course tomorrow, uh, another Sunday in the time after epiphany as well. So you guys are great. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. I love you all. Shout out to Orange Hat Reviews, the newest mod on the channel. Shout out as well to Laura, the modern major general. Thank you for modding earlier. And again, shout out to Tina, uh, continuing to pray for her and her recovery. Um, and also Stephanie B, shout out to you because even though you can't mod anymore, uh, we store, we of course still love you and you're always welcome to, to jump in the chat if you ever can. Uh, much love to all the members on the channel. Much love to those who, who donate tonight as well. It really does help. Me, means a lot. Uh, allows me to justify the time that I spend on some of the extra things outside of, uh, you know, both the streaming and also outside of it as well. Anyway, you guys are great. Have a wonderful rest of your evening. And hopefully see you all Tuesday. Get those nominations in. And as always, God bless. And now for a huge shout out to all of my January Patreon subscribe star and Locals members at the Keeper of the Bifrost level and above. Starting off with my Patreon members, Father Luca Illich, 
Garrett Searles, Jaimir Ari Hymason, Joe Horn, Jonathan Carney, Orange Chat Reviews, you can check out on his YouTube channel, Orange Chat Reviews, Rosetta Allen, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Eagle Writer, and Miss Martin Muses, who you can check out at her YouTube channel, Miss Martin Muses, and of course, the amazing Empress of the Universe, Tina B, who you can check out over on her YouTube channel, Tina B, with her show, Soup to Nuts, which she does, um, tries to do, tries to do every single week with her friend and with fellow uh, Valkyrie and fellow mod of the channel, Stephanie B. And also a special shout out to the model major general of the channel, Laura Story. Thank you again for joining. And of course, I do want to give a special shout out to Tina B and make sure that everyone knows that our prayers are being extended towards her as she continues to recover from complications that have occurred uh, recently with her medically and has resulted in a loss of eyesight or at the very least of, of more clear eyesight. So to continue to offer our prayers for her. Also, a shout out to my subscribe star peeps, Matt317, who can check out on his Twitch channel by the same name, The R, Fast Reaction, Mr. Roy, J-Rod, The Beer Guru, and The K-Man, who you can check out over at xtheboundaries.co. And last to my locals members, Miss Minnesota Hockey Fan, How About a Hockey Player, J.H. Schwalbach, Brett D90, and the amazing lawyer Brett, oh, sorry, and the amazing lawyer Robert Barnes. So thank you all very much for supporting me on Local Subscribe Star and Patreon. If you want your name shout out at the end of every live stream and video, please check out the top link in the video description below where you get access to this and also, of course, to a monthly podcast that I do with John the Flick Flick Plickinger. Also access to a giveaways channel on my Discord where I give away films this month. I've got films like Seven Samurai on Blu-ray from the Criterion Collection to give away The Banshees of Anishirin, Tommy Boy Steelbook, Edge of Tomorrow 4K, and tons of other 4Ks and Steelbooks as they get released over the next month will be available. And also, of course, digital codes as well so if that any of that sounds interesting to you check out that top link and join over on patreon subscribe star or on locals you guys are all amazing and beautiful people hope you all have a wonderful rest of your day and as always god bless